we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. So it's a different time. So for someone to take Malachi 3 and try to apply it to our time is irresponsible. Okay? You can't really do that because the, the times don't match. So what Paul decided to do, because people were being, people were under that understanding and they were mis informed some of them on how Malachi 3 actually applied and how the church should be run financially, Paul gave us to the church of Corinth instructions on giving. He basically took the commandment to give, the curse with a curse, and changed it. He said, no, freely give, meaning give of what you have and give freely. Not only freely, but give cheerfully. If you're forced to give, Sometimes you're not going to be cheerful. Amen. If the preacher is begging like Keith Sweat for your money, I mean, you're not going to be giving cheerfully all the time. Be looking at you because he looked at the ledger in the back, came in and preached about you. Then you're not going to give cheerfully. But if it's what God told you to do, and you see God blessing you for it, then you'll give cheerfully. So Paul said, let me teach this in a different way so that the people will understand it. 2 Corinthians 9 and 6, he says, But I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also, what? Sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also, what? Bountifully. Bound to fully. God's precept of reaping and sowing is built into the earth. Anybody ever planted a seed? I know they do that in the home school. Y'all plant a seed in a jar and set it in a window and watch it grow. Why does it grow? Why does a seed grow when you plant it? Oh, that's easy. It wasn't a trick question because God told it to. He told it to in the beginning. God set the order for what the earth would do. He spoke it, and now you put a seed in the earth, it still obeys God. Yeah. He's that powerful. Said it in the beginning, and it still works. God's precept, the law of reaping and sowing, is built into the earth, because God put it there. Just as he created the earth itself to reap what is sown into it, what we sow, we will what? We will, how will we reap it? Specifically reap. You're going to specifically reap what you sow. Amen. Oh, my rent is due. I'm going to give these apples away to somebody and God is going to bless me with some money. No, you might get some apples. You increased your apple supply. You know, I mean, I don't really give money because preachers, they all just want money. So I give hugs and love and smiles. Okay. And if you want to do that, but you're going to get hugs, loves, and smiles, you're going to get an abundance of them. You're going to be sick of smiles. Galatians 6 and 7 tells us, be not deceived. God is not mocked for, what's that word? 
is specific. Whatsoever a man soweth, that, what is that? Whatsoever. Whatever he sowed, that shall what? He also reap. You can't change it. You can't change it. What you sow, you're going to, if you plant oranges, apples aren't going to grow. If you plant tomatoes, you're not going to grow cucumbers. So in order to be blessed financially, you got to give. Oh, folks, well, I mean, I work. You can work. A lot of people work. But, oh, there's a special sauce that gets on the check when you give it. It's a special sauce, like on a, a, a Big Mac. Your money stretches further than folks that work with you. They're wondering, how does your money do what my money can't? I got to always have a special sauce. I need the special sauce. So when you give, you're going to reap. You're going to reap giving. Because God was the first to sow through creation. This law will always be in what he created. We are his harvest, and because of this, we can always have an abundance of what? What we sow. Did y'all just hear what I said? So we're his creation. The law is in everything he created. And because of that, we can have an abundance of what we sow. Psalms 84 and 11. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. God is not punishing you financially. He has no problem blessing you. He wants you to get some things together though. Amen. Quit asking God for money to buy things and you in debt. Let's take care of the debt. Why are you building on debt? See, I, I, I preached this already, and some of y'all got the tried faith kick in the jaw in part six. I ain't going to go back there. But amen. You need, to, you need to, God is looking at how responsible you are. Amen. When things get bad, you always breaking off of what you plan to give God. Get your check Friday. And, oh, yes, I'm going to give God $50 of this. He's going to get the whole 50 Saturday comes, you go to the movies and get the $10 popcorn bucket. <laughs> well, the Lord don't want me hungry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Talking to him the whole time you're doing the food. The, 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 the Lord, he, 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 want, he want me to get gas because I can't get to the church. By the time you get to church, that 50 you was going to give him is $5. Blessed Lord. And that's fine if that's the way you do it, but your whole life is going to show that. Your whole, you're going to wake up one morning and your hand going to be a lobster claw. Why is it red? Your whole life is going ref <laughs> to reflect your giving. I'm preaching it here. Folks hate the giving message. You know why they hate it? Because they want to defy it. Like, no, I don't care what you say. It's going to be different for me. <laughs> okay. You can't defy. Did you just hear me say that the law is in the ground? The law is here. Reaping and sowing is here. If you act a fool all the time, you're going to be foolish. 
and you're going to end up where the fools go. It's reaping and sowing. You sleeping around, somebody is going to get pregnant or catch something. You're going to reap. You can't keep sowing that. Amen. You on the down low, we're going to know. We already. Download dudes can't hide it. We talking about you when you ain't around. You're going to reap. You're going to pay for that. That's why we don't act a fool because we don't want to pay for that behavior. It's going to cost. And when it, man, when it's time to harvest that, you're going to pay. And it's the same with giving. If you give, you're going to receive. You're going to be blessed. People making more money than you won't be able to do with their money what you can do. Oh, me and my wife are a living witness there. We're, we're a living witness because folks around us would always try to get her to go get a check and add it to, to, to the funds. And I'd always tell her, no, 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 that's my responsibility. That's just, that's just my house. You do your house the way you want. But I always felt like, no, 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 we're not going to do that. No, 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 you, you just do that. And we would, God would stretch our little stuff board and folks that had three jobs going on in their house. Because as soon as I got paid, the Lord got his. Amen. I took the Lord's money one time and did something I don't even remember, but it didn't turn out too well. And I said, Lord, that's the last time. My pastor sat me down. He said, boy, you like climbing Fool's Hill, don't you? I said, well, what do you mean? He said, boy, you trying to climb Fool's Hill. He said, some stuff you can't defy, son. Like, you're not going to get away with it. So I made sure, Lord, I'm, no, I'm not doing that. I'm giving you yours. Amen. Because I'm not going to sit under a word that I'm claiming that's changed my life and not giving to it and not support it. Amen. Amen. And it's good to have pastors with balance that understand that, that can preach that. Not preaching it for their own come up. Oh, y'all need to have my anniversary service because my car been to the shop about three times this month. It's time for a new blessing. <laughs> what? Hey, man, the money message just have folk acting strange, boy. I tell you, when it's just, it's that simple. God blesses you, you give. Because it costs money to do the work of the Lord. You know, folks email me all the time. Brother, your DVDs, I mean, put them on YouTube so it'd be free. Ain't. And did you get your player for free? They were giving out free DVD players, huh? Were they giving out free internet where you gonna sit on YouTube and watch it? You paying for the internet, paying for the computer, paying for the DVD player, but didn't want the video free. Then you went and paid for Black Panther. Did you see that free? Hey, yeah, you was all up. That, that, every time you did it, it cost a dollar. But the gospel should be free. The gospel is free, bro. Accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Do you? Do you accept him as your Lord and Savior? That's the gospel. That's the good news of Jesus.
Amen. But why do they do that? It ought to be free like YouTube just invented free. And then, you know, all the dumb stuff on YouTube is free. You can watch stuff all day long and you're going to have a head full of demons. Confused. Man, y'all should have saw the folks. When they did that Laurel and Yanni question, folks thought that was mind control. They controlling our minds. Pastor, you need to speak on it. What is going on? Because I heard Laurel and Yanni. I only heard Yana. Yanni, I heard Laurel. I heard. <laughs> Did y'all see that? Y'all know what the dumbest part is? The person said, so did you hear Laurel or Yanni? I heard Yanni. I just said both of them. Did you hear both when I said it? I just asked you, did you hear Laurel or Yanni? You should have heard Yanni twice. <laughs> this is crazy. I mean, people just, it's time to pack. It's time to get rations. The more we sow, what? Our general attitude toward giving will show greatly in the measure allotted by it. Yeah. Whether it be money or grace, our lives will always reflect our giving. That's deep. Most of the people that have problems, depression, anxiety, all of these psychological problems, they don't sow grace. When you sow grace, you have grace. And you're able to operate in grace. Somebody bring up your past. I'm sorry, bro. Grace handled that for me. But the person that condemns everybody, that past still condemns them. Man, I'm preaching in here. Yeah, I ain't going to sow no grace. You're not going to have grace. So it's not just about money. Reaping and sowing works for everything. You mean-spirited and angry all the time then you're going you're gonna to be by yourself. You're going to reap some loneliness. Folks not going to like you. But if you show love, people will show love to you. Luke 6 and 38. Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together and running over. Shall men do what? Just like you gave, men will give to you. That's how God does it. God doesn't rain money from heaven. He uses men, so you have to give to men, and you'll receive from men. Can I preach in here? For the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. That's why you have such a hard time, because you are hard time. Amen. Quit breaking off a piece of God's money and watch things turn around for you. It ain't going to happen the first Sunday you do that. That's what people think. God, I gave you everything this Sunday. I normally don't do that. Where's my blessing this week? Amen. 2 Corinthians 9 and 7. Every man, according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give. Not the tithe, not the tenth, not the twentieth, not the giving on the net versus the gross. All of these old man <laughs> doctrines. Oh, God, I bless you from the 
gross, but if you give off the net, I'm a net giver. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm a net giver. I mean, they will break that down, and they'll put up a graph on the screen. The net and the gross, it have the Dow Jones arrow on it. I'm just confused. <laughs> See, this season, God is going to do this if you give it on the gross versus the net. But if you give on the net, then you will net more. But if you give on the gross, you're just gross. What? First fruits, the first check of the year, the whole check belongs to the Lord. I'm sorry, brother. I, now, I bring a basket of fruit that day. But I ain't bringing my whole check ever. February when the income tax time comes. Second fruit. This is the tax fruit. The tax fruit is different. You showing the IRS, you ain't going to bully me. I will give to God. But every man according to as he purpose in his heart, let him give. Not grudgingly. Not grudgingly. You know grudgingly giving. It's offering time. Oh. Thought he was going to forget. It's offering time. Come on. We're going to get it from now on. When I say it's offering time, everybody going to go crazy. Get happy. We're going to give God our crazy praise. That's a little too cheerful. But not grudgingly where you just regret and you just hate that part of the service. That's grudgingly. Or you had other plans for God's money, and he spoke to you and said, give it. Lord, you had to speak now. I've been asking you stuff all week, and I ain't hear nothing, and here you go. <laughs> you need to just burn up in your seat for talking to the Lord that way. <laughs> Amen. But that's grudgingly, just, just, just hating it. Just wish it would just. Uh, mm. Or of necessity, meaning the church, the, the guy's getting up telling you he need a certain amount. That's given of necessity. For God loveth the what? Cheerful giver. <laughs> We're not going to ever do that in here, okay? Trust me, I hate that. That bothers me. We're not going to act cheerful like out of our character of cheerful. You know, we understand the purpose of it. We know it's going to go to bless. And thank you, Lord, that I can even give this much. I remember a time when I did not only didn't have anything to give, I didn't have anything to eat. So I will give cheerfully because, man, I wouldn't have it to give if it wasn't for the Lord. Amen. And God is taking your money and working miracles with it. Back when you were doing it on your own and thought you knew how to do it, your money didn't do what it's doing now. God is blessing you. Cheerful givers. Purposing what we will give in our hearts is very important as well. When we are begrudged by giving, we are hindering the reciprocation of our giving. So when you are when you hate doing it, you're messing up what you're doing. Amen. And when you purpose is in your heart, give what you purposed. We'll be changing it, 
because gas was high on your way to church. Gas done went up 10 cents. Oh, oh, I'm at the back down on this gift. First Timothy 1 and 5. Now the end of the commandment is charity out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfaith. Charity. So they even call that, the IRS called it, have you given to charity? Meaning given of love out of a pure heart. Have you given for a cause? Well, when you give in the church, you're given for a cause. When you give it to God, you're given to a cause. A person that gives cheerfully is cheerful. That makes sense, doesn't it? When we are cheerful, our lives are uplifted by our attitude. Every psychologist will tell you, if you down on yourself, you're going to be down on yourself. You're going to be down on others. You're going to be down on your life. You're going to be down on your luck. But if you're cheerful, your attitude can change the things that are happening around you. Amen. Lights don't dim when you walk in the room. Y'all know somebody like that? The lights dim. I mean, they just, they're so negative when they come around, they suck all your energy out. You're just tired. Me and Landon was talking about that. You're just tired. They just, they sap your energy. Negative people. People can be so into themselves. You know, we look at it physically as them stealing attention, but they're really stealing energy. They are sucking all the energy toward themselves, and they are draining you. Turn your smile into a frown every time. You talking about how you can't stand them for hours after they live, leave. Because they just, they just, I mean, just stealing all of the energy, attention. Oh, my goodness. We have a serious problem with that in our society today. Amen. Folk got that Kanye West spirit. He's the worst. He's number one. He, I think he's the worst. A person that gives cheerfully is cheerful. When we are cheerful, our lives are uplifted by attitude. In other words, a miserable person causes what? How can a miserable person make people cheerful if they're miserable? Folks, join ABC and then start looking for the miserable people. Let me find the folk I can couple up with. Yeah, start looking for the folks that's like them. Instead of coming here and trying to get cheerful. How you doing, brother? Oh, no. It's worse this time, Pastor. It's worse than the last five times? Yeah, this time it's worse. I could be God. Hmm. But a miserable person causes misery. But a cheerful person will reap cheerfulness. Amen. Cheer you up sometimes. Proverbs 15 and 13. A merry heart maketh a cheerful what? Countenance. Your face and your heart need to match. But by sorrow of the heart, the spirit is what? broken. 
The first measure that is in our hearts to give is what we really purpose to give. Told y'all that before. When giving time comes, that amount pops in your head. It's there. It pops in fast. Bing! Then you go to negotiating with it. Well, maybe the Lord said that because I saw a price tag the other day with that same number on it. That wasn't the Lord. Lord, what am I going to do? Then you start thinking, well, you know, rent is due this week. So let me see. And God already gave you the amount. And don't think that God won't give you an amount and just start giving you more stuff. He'll start just speaking to you. You'll start seeing things before they happen and know what to do. Just because he trusts you to speak to you. But if every time he gives you a number, you, you, you ready to negotiate and argue with him, oh, Lord, no, what you talking about? <laughs> but the first measure that is in your heart to give is what he purposed in your heart to give. But many times we change this because of worry or faithlessness. When we give as a miser, then we cannot reap what we desire, which in turn changes our cheerfulness to what? Grudginess. That's how you became a grudgeful giver. Because the system didn't work well for you. You started doubting the system when it was really you and your attitude. Can I keep preaching in here? Matthew 6 and, 20 and 34. Take therefore no thought for tomorrow. Why are you worrying about tomorrow? Why are you negotiating about tomorrow? You don't even know if you're going to live that long. So to take no thought for tomorrow. The morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So God said, is saying, look, I'm going to take care of you tomorrow. So don't worry about tomorrow. Now, you can plan for tomorrow, but don't worry about tomorrow. So don't let that worry about tomorrow change what you've purposed in your heart to give. Does that make sense? All right. 2 Corinthians 9 and 8. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that ye always having all sufficiency in how many things? All things. May abound to every what? Good work. All sufficient, uh, sufficiency in all things. The problem is some of y'all are in your 20s, 30s. You're not going to, this is, he ain't talking to you. He's talking about progressively you getting to that point in your life where you're learning, reaping, and sowing so that one day you will have all sufficiency in all things. Yeah, well, we just read it wrong. No, no, Lord, now. Everybody else on Instagram got it. No, God does not. God don't have an account. He don't have an IG page. No. No, God wants you to take your time. Deal with it. Principle by principle. Precept by precept. Oh, you can't get the amens on the slow down and wait message. Folks want stuff now. If you want it now, then go get it. But God is saying he's able to make all grace abound towards you. That ye always will have all sufficiency in all things. Sometimes you might struggle when you're younger. But that don't mean you won't have it later. Maybe God is teaching you patience because he said the trying of your faith worketh patience. Let patience have her what? 
perfect work that you may be complete. Entire. You got to let patience have that work. And I know it to be true because that's how God has done it in my life. Man, I was riding yesterday. And I mean, people be looking in the car and I'm just crying. I, I, I would just be... <laughs> Be like, oh, <laughs> you know, they just pull up. And I'll be, <laughs> I was crying so hard because I listened to this song that I wrote years ago. I mean, I wrote this song back in, oh man, it had to be 90, 89, 90, and it was a song called Lord, it's called Be For Me. And in the song, I was saying, Lord, be for me everything I need because I didn't have nothing, I didn't have anything. So I wrote this song like, I don't care. I don't care about not having anything. Just be what I need. Whatever that is in the song. And God, and I just start thinking about the stuff that God has blessed me with. Man, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, I wrote this song out of a pure heart. I was for real. Like, Lord, just, I mean, we, we didn't have nothing. Y'all don't understand. And man, God, it just, and I was like, Lord, I mean, I just owe you so much. I was told up. Everybody rode by Somebody probably wanted to call the ambulance. You don't need to drive. You need to pull this car over. But, man, it was just, oh, I mean, it was just, I just couldn't believe where God has brought my family from and where we were. And how back then, just because I didn't ask for it and I just gave when he said give and I did what he said do, he became more than just what I needed. He became stuff I wanted, stuff that I couldn't have without him, period. But that's how it is. I mean, but it takes time. So you can't be putting God on a clock. Because if you're in a hurry, what I tell you last week? If you're in a hurry, then what? It's the devil. Only the devil is in a hurry. The one that knows the time is never in a rush. So wait. Look at somebody and say, wait. Man, this is a hard message to preach in a church full of millennials. Folks don't want to wait. Folks don't even want to wait on their body. They get in the gym and go ham, trying to get fine in a week. <laughs> then they start taking all the bad stuff, taking all the chemicals and, yeah, steroids and everything, trying to get fine in a week. Took you years to get that potato chip body. Years. You ate 50,000 chips. You ain't finna just jump in that gym. You worked hard on that body to get it like that. You ain't finna reverse that quick. You know, that's the one thing that will just speak back to you, your body. You been there working out hard and look. Oh. Body be like, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, no. I ain't going nowhere. No, we been here for a while. <laughs> Your body ain't going to do nothing quick, especially if you're like, I'm holistic. Holistic stuff, don't, I don't even know if it works until weeks. Man, I'm just having these serious headaches. Well, see, you got to get the holistic, you got to get these, this plant right here. How many weeks I got to chew on this plant before my headaches stop? It's going to be about three weeks. Because the holistic stuff, is, it's, gonna, it's, it's going into the process. It's not going to jump in front of something to hinder something else. So you're going to wait. That's why it's best to just take care of that body now. Amen. I, I, that's all right. I don't need no chips this week. 
God wants you to look at somebody and say, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Hey, man. We do not give to acquire things, but we should give so that others can be sufficient in all things. We remain sufficient by giving to the work of God to help others. That's why you're giving to the work of God. You believe ABC is speaking to you, helps you change your life. You give to it so that others can be changed. Amen. When you hear the message, EX message, whatever you hear, you give to that because it helped you and you want it to help. So I want that to continue. Philippians 4 and 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned into what, in whatever state I am, therewith to be what? So this is Paul saying, I'm just going to be content, man. I'm not worried about getting more things. I'm going to be content where I am, and I'm going to help other people. You know, you can't help people if you're not content. Every prayer is about you when you're not content. The only thing you're thinking about is yourself. Boy, that is the foundation of a narcissist. Discontentment. That's how they're formed. A discontent person is a narcissist. They'll try to get attention any way they can because they don't like themselves. They, they, they don't like it. They'll get attention however. If you're content, you alleviate a whole lot of problems. You're content in your marriage, you don't need nobody else. See that? Look at that. See how I flipped that and mixed that in there? Yeah, yeah. That's why you, yeah, amen. You don't need nobody else if you're content. So pray for contentment. Amen. Well, love him no more. Pray. Pray to love him some more. And then find out what's wrong with you so you, and why you don't love him no more. Love don't stop like that. Did you ever love him? Can you love him? You might have to divorce yourself. Yeah, you get this relationship, man, and pray for it. Pray for contentment. Pray for satisfaction. I want the only person telling me I look good to be my husband. Lord, I want satisfaction in that area. Amen. I don't have to put a freak show on at Kroger. <laughs> uh, you going to the, a dance tonight, honey? Where you going? <laughs> on grocery shopping. Uh, it's a prom dress on. Yeah, she won't be trying to get all that attention. If you need attention like that, pray and say, God, take that away from me and make me content with my husband's attention. And vice versa. Make me content with my wife's attention. That's, that's, that, that's a real prayer. Lord, I need my wife to just lose a few pounds. Then you lose some. Why, why aren't you exercising praying with a bag of Funyuns? Lord, I, she's getting a little heavy. I know I'm preaching. This message is ghetto and hood, but it's the truth. It takes... <laughs> Amen! It takes... And you know, especially nowadays, I mean, that's the thing, man. I mean, folks are married for all the wrong reasons now. You married thinking that it was going to make you content and it didn't work. Because something was wrong with you before you got married. 
And you should have dealt with that, but now you're married. Deal with it now while you're married. Amen. Something's always been wrong with you. Oh, she just don't love me. Why oh, you were saying that when you was eight? Oh, these toys just don't like that. <laughs> Something's always been wrong with you. So get it right. That's why we're here at the church. I'm preaching about it right now. So that means you need to get it right. Amen. You're going to leave her and get somebody and the same thing's going to happen. Because you still there. It takes faith to buy into this formula. When we lack faith, we lack the desire to give because we believe that down the road, we will need what we are given. How dare you be that faithless? So all you're going to have is what you can have? I don't even approach giving like that. I'm giving because it blesses the ministry, it blesses the work, and I have faith in God for the future. Mark 11 and 22, and Jesus answering him saith unto him, have faith in who? Not in yourself. You're having faith in your ability? You got to have faith in God. When we're able to give freely without being forced, not out of compulsion or necessity, then we are giving by faith. This will cause us to have sufficiency in all things and provision to do good works. You know, the more good you do, the more God will bless you. Just because you are a good doer. Philippians 4, 19. But my God shall supply all your need according to his what? Riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Summary. Giving money to church today is a difficult subject. So many churches have misappropriated finances and forced people to tithe in order to build things that are unnecessary. So many churches have misappropriated finances and forced people to tithe in order to build things that are unnecessary. But you need a $35 million facility for and you got 1,000 people. These lavish kingdoms cost money, and the money must come from the people. This has left a bad taste in the mouths of many Christians, and so instead of giving into it, they keep back portions of their money, knowing in their heart that they should be giving. Or they go to a church but give their money to other things or profess to give in other ways that equate to financial giving. All of this confusion came because of the lack of understanding of God's word. But the truth is easy to find if we search the scriptures. Priests gave tithe in the Old Testament, but Paul never stressed this for the body of Christ. That's obvious. Instead, Paul taught that we should give according to what is purposed in our hearts. This is clearly expressed as how abundant this is clearly expressed as how abundant we desire to live. The more we give, what? What do we see? Whether we want to give 10% of our income, which is a tithe, or less or more, is up to us. So the word tithe isn't a bad word. If somebody's saying, hey, you give, uh, we're going to have offerings and tithes, and they, whoo, whoo, what? <laughs> I mean, they do that with me. They do that all the time. I think I said that on one of the videos. You can send your tithes and offerings in. To the, oh, Lord, they was done with G. Craig. Oh, tithe. You in the tithe. That just means tenth. If you want to give a tenth of your income, what's wrong with that? Oh, but the word, oh. <laughs> this don't have nothing to do with your pastor that you grew up under. 
A tithe is just a tenth. So if we want to give 10% of our income, less or more, it's up to us. But our hearts will always tell us how much to give and what we should be given. Your heart's going to do that. Your heart is going to, when offering comes, that's why folks get begrudged. That's why they give grudgingly, because their heart has told them something and they're being disobedient to their own heart. But it's going to tell you. Why would he say purpose in your heart if your heart's not going to purpose it? Our hearts will always tell us how much to give and what we should be given. We cannot expect to get the word of God and not support the source of it. We should never consider ourselves blessed by something and not bless it with our finances. You blessed by the presence of your woman, you take her out, don't you? And spend money on her, don't you? Don't you? You need to stay right there. Let me stay right there. Yeah, you take her out, you buy her things, you love her. You sew right back into it. And you love him and tell him he's cute and you know he's not. You tell him that, you sewing into that. Sewing into his delusion. <laughs> but really though, you being nice and kind and loving to him. He's being nice. You always sow into something that blesses you. Them clothes you got on. That hairdo, you sold it to the beautician. She blessed you. I'm going to give you a little tip. I'm going to give you a little extra because you made me look fly. Right, man, I know I'm telling the truth. Yeah, the waitress, she's extra nice to you. Man, I'm going to put a little something on here because you just brighten my day. You so into stuff that blesses you. So how you going to come in church and get the word and be peaching God? Mm -hmm. We should never consider ourselves blessed by something and not bless it with our finances. And it needs to be the finances too. Well, I bless them by saying I, I love them. Give them something. Every now and then I'll be in line at the grocery store or something, somebody be in front of me. I'm just like, man. Well, a lot of times I'm in a hurry. I'll be like, man, put, just put it on here. Put it on mine. And they just, and one time I did it, and the person said, you don't understand. My husband lost his job. We don't have any money. This was all we was going to eat. I mean, you don't know. You don't know. So bless somebody sometimes with money. Why does it always have to be? I blessed them with good, kind looks. I gave them a gracious salutation. You don't know what they could have been going through. They needed to see my smile. You ugly self. Give them some money. I want to see that. <laughs> always trying to find a way around the money. <laughs> Let me finish this message before somebody think I'm crazy. Our financial prayer. Oh, no. When we are truly mature in the faith, we will, <laughs> we will mature in understanding of the law of what? Reaping and sowing. Our financial prayers will become unnecessary as we give what is purposed in our hearts. I can't think of the last time I prayed a financial prayer. I don't know. Man. 30. Five years, maybe, 30 years, definitely, that I've ever sat down and said, Lord, I need some cash. 
Because I learned a better way. The law of reaping and sowing. It's a law. It's consistent. This giving will take care of our needs and many of our desires if we remain faithful in sowing in the good ground. God promised that we will reap the abundance of what we sow. Amen? 2 Corinthians 9 and 10 says, And he who gives seed for putting into the field and bread for food will take care of the growth of your seed. <sighs> Did you hear that? At the same time, increasing the fruits of your righteousness. Man, God is doing all of this. He who gives seed for putting into the field and bread for food will take care of the growth of your seed. And the same time, increasing the fruits of your righteousness. Your wealth being increased in what? Everything. With a simple mind, causing praise to God through us. For this work of giving not only takes care of the needs of the saints, your money, but in this case of much praise to God. Meaning this is what God wants. For when through the work of giving, they see what you are, they give glory to God for the way in which you have given yourselves to the good news of Christ, and for the wealth of your giving to them and to all. Everyone stand to your feet. Paul is saying right there, man, Paul didn't have a problem talking about money. He didn't have a problem talking about giving. Matter of fact, he said, man, when they see you giving by faith, you're going to bless people just by what they see. Then when they see you reaping because of your giving, that will encourage them to give. And they can be blessed. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124, or donate online at exministries.com.